0: Good day, everyone. This is Father Michael Voidhofer, and I'm here to reflect a little bit with you this day on actions and feelings. And let's begin with a prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We believe in you. We trust in you. We hope in you. Lord, send your Holy Spirit as as we reflect on the truth of who we are who you made us to be, and how you caused to live, move, and have our being in you. And we pray this through the powerful intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael pray for us St. Raphael pray for us St. Gabriel pray for us In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Well it's good to be with you Again my website is www.weddingfeastofthelamb.com All one word no spaces If you want to subscribe to these podcasts I encourage you to uh, get on that website And uh, put in your email and hit submit so we're going to look today a little bit about actions and feelings. This is an important topic, especially today, where we um, often, you know, have all these feelings or desires or inclinations, and as all generations have. But today we have a hard time kind of realizing that, you know, we we just can't choose to act in what way we think might be best for us. We believe as Christians. We believe as Catholics, we believe as followers of Jesus Christ that he is our standard and rule of life. So we don't make up the standard and rule. Remember in the Garden of Eden, what happened there? Well, what happened there was the uh, serpent convinced Adam and Eve that they would know what's good and evil for themselves rather than let God decide what's good and evil for them. So essentially, when we make uh, decisions to act... um, according to what we think is best rather than what God thinks is best we are making ourselves God and this is basically the age old temptation of the serpent pride leads to disobedience disobedience leads to death in the spiritual order death of the life of God and grace in my soul and ultimately leads to hell humility leads to obedience obedience Obedient in God's word, not my own ideas or thoughts or the general uh, popular way of acting or living. But God, I humbly am obedient to God and that leads to life, life in grace, life in relationship with God. And that leads ultimately to heaven. So we have these two kingdoms, these two paths that we're all called to uh, basically make a decision and choose. You know, And the Lord says the way that leads to life is narrow and few find it. So today in a world where we don't quite put too much emphasis on what's right and wrong, but we let everyone decide what's right and wrong, it's a time to talk about this issue which I'm addressing here today, actions and feelings. So with that as a little bit of a foundation, let's dive in. We cannot justify, approve, or render a behavior to be good, Right, okay, or normal, simply because we feel an inclination to act in this or that particular way. I'm going to read that again. We cannot justify, approve, or render a behavior to be good, right, or okay, or even normal, simply because we feel an inclination to act in this or that particular way. So that's common sense, right? But I think it's an important little truth to ponder that just because we feel an inclination doesn't make it right. <laughs> that Just because I feel something doesn't give me automatic permission to act it out, right? I mean, some might ask, well, why not? Well, hopefully that's a no-brainer for most of us. But, you know, should we give ourselves permission to materialize every action? Or, or sorry, to materialize every feeling that we have? Think about it. Thank God we don't. Most crimes today right it's most crimes today that are that are just that and you you don't see it happen on the sports field right it doesn't happen in the classroom or in a marriage and when it does happen there's usually some bad consequences that follow right in sporting events if you act according to what you feel all the time then you're probably going to have some penalties which is going to affect your team and possibly cost you the game right if you act out in a classroom the way you always feel you know, you usually end up in the detention, right? <laughs> or in the principal's office. Or if you act out in a marriage, everything you feel, is most likely you're going to break the marriage in the relationship. And that's in anything in life, right? In a job, you just don't act how you feel. You might not feel like going to work, or do you just not get up and go to work? So these feelings, these actions that we have, um, must must follow the truth of God, right? So, you got to know when to act and when not to act. And it's very fundamental and very important message here. But the Word of God teaches you and I a standard or rule of life by which to live. So again, the Word of God teaches us a standard or rule of life by which to live. So is it wrong to deny ourselves of certain actions? Of course, we have to deny ourselves certain actions if we don't. Then we end up penalized in detention. We end up with a broken marriage. We end up with no job. So we have to deny ourselves of certain actions. This happens even um, eating habits, right? Think of the way you eat, what you don't eat, and why you do what you don't do and do do. So everything we have, um, every day, I mean, we have a we have a variety of inclinations, desires, and feelings that we don't permit. And that's because these actions are harmful, disordered, unhealthy, sinful, and in a nutshell, selfish. That's the key word here, selfish, folks. The word selfishness is synonymous with sin. Sin will always lead us to serve self at the expense of the other. So, yes, we usually defend our selfish behaviors with a vengeance, don't we? You know, we defend our selfishness. We defend what's pleasurable and comfortable. And this is called pride. This is called rebellion. This is called disobedience. This is original sin. You know, a lot of you um, have experienced original sin right now. Um, We experience original sin all day long, meaning the effects of original sin. If you're baptized, the original sin is washed away, meaning you've accepted the price Christ has paid for you and the life of grace has begun in you to fight against these tendencies and these this grace of God will will give you the supernatural strength and life and power you need to be humble obedient and cooperative with God's will so we fight um and defend our we fight for and defend these selfish behaviors with vengeance because we like it easy we like it comfortable And you know, this way of life, if not repented of, eventually is going to lead us to hell. So we have to look at this seriously. Again, the daily choices we make are very significant. You know, a lot of times we don't think a lot about our choices, but choices add up. And in the end, when we stand before God, we'll basically have a big, huge review of every choice we've made. And hopefully we've made a choice to accept the mercy of Jesus Christ because bottom line is we're all sinners. But it's one thing to live in sin, in disobedience, and it's another thing to struggle with sin and struggle with disobedience. So us as believers are called to to struggle against these behaviors that are, again, harmful, disordered, unhealthy, um, and sinful ultimately. So sometimes, again, we'd rather not be told what's right and wrong because we're too comfortable indulging in our drug of choice, our sin, whatever that might be. We all have a dominant vice. You might ask yourself, what's your dominant vice that you struggle with? What's the virtue you need to be asking the Lord God for each and every day? So this, this again, is exciting. This is an exciting journey we're on. And obviously you can see how spiritual warfare is involved in all of this. How the cross is involved in all of this. Again, if you have no cross, um, then I would question, you know, if you're just simply indulging in what you want. If you have a cross, it's because you're following uh, God's directives, God's law, God's plan. And you got to take up that cross and follow Him. And that's what makes you into the best version of yourself. That's what makes you into a saint. That's what makes you the person God created you to be. So call on the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us all right now with the virtues we need to fight against the vices we struggle with. And Lord, let us know and make it clear to us that you're alive and working in our hearts. Right now, Jesus, we welcome you anew and afresh into our lives. Holy Spirit, come, renew and refresh us. Give us the power of grace and Holy Spirit, to fight against selfishness, to live selflessly, to live the Eucharist, to say in all we do, think and say, this is my body given up for you. So, thank you Lord, we praise you God. But if, okay, let's continue here. Um, If an action uh, conflicts with our human nature, it's wrong. It's obviously harmful and sinful. So God gave us a nature, and we have to cooperate with that nature. Um, so if any action goes against our nature, it's wrong. It's sin. You know, God wouldn't tell us to act in a way that harms our nature. It doesn't make any sense. He's a divine physician. He wants us to get well. Um, so we need His word. We need His light to see which way to go and which way not to go. So again, when you rebel against challenges by the church. That's pride. That's sin, and the Lord can't help us if we don't listen to what He says. Just like a kid, right? A child that doesn't listen that runs out into the street and gets hit. It's not the parent's fault when the parents told him fifteen times, "Don't do that." You know. So God, you know, has to discipline us. He, the Bible says, He chastises those He loves. He disciplines us because He loves us. So we're not animals, right? That means we're human persons, so we are body and soul. We have a rational soul, and we have this freedom called our free will to act or not act. So again, our intellect gives us the ability to see, to understand, to come to know what to do and what not to do. And then our will you know, gives us the ability to choose what to do and not do. So the intellect and will obviously are working in tandem Um, very close with one another, and they're influenced by the passions. That's why, again, when you see a piece of chocolate cake, you know, your intellect sees it. Let's just say you have diabetes. Your intellect sees it, and you know it's good, yes, but you know you can't have it. But your emotions, your lower appetites come in, and you are inclined to want to choose the cake, and your will struggles to resist the piece of chocolate cake. So again, that's where you need, again, the Holy Spirit. You need Courage, you need virtue to to take up the cross and do what's best, which is to deny yourself um, that lesser good and choose the greater good, which is your health. So, we have this freedom, right? And we choose to become the best version of ourselves, or we choose to again surrender or give in to our lower appetites. You know, we could say that's animalistic or this hedonistic. Um, way of life, which, again, look at our world. Abortion, contraception, they both foster reckless um, indulgence in the sexual appetites. Um, contraception does not help with abortion because contraception basically teaches people to indulge recklessly in their sexual be- in sexual appetites, which leads to, obviously, more pregnancies, un- um, wed pregnancies, And this leads to higher an increase in abortions. This isn't rocket science. This is why I'm ultimately perplexed by our current government, our president, who now is approving of or encouraging um, um, over-the-counter Plan B emergency contraception um, to young women, young girls, um, you can't give an aspirin out at school, but you can now go and buy over-the-counter a contraceptive drug. That's quite perplexing, and it's um, amazingly ignorant of the nature of the human person. Children do not need more reasons to indulge in their sexual appetites. They need they need um, they need real protection, which is um, help. Um, becoming masters of their passions and that's not going to happen when you you know you lay candy out um, all over your house and tell your kids don't do that don't have it well guess what it doesn't take a a great um, um, rocket scientist parent to figure out that kids are going to eat the chocolate there's a reason you have cupboards that are high up there's a reason you have um, you know places you hide things when you don't want your kids to have them and that's not being unfair, that's simply being prudent and using common sense. So let's continue a little bit more here, reflecting on this, this powerful uh, gift of, of action and feelings. So the flesh as again is going to seek the most comfortable way. Um, and again, when people interrupt our drug of choice, if you will, our, our, our path of sin, our indulging, um, or people interrupt... Our selfishness, um, we bite them. Just like a dog, right? You know, figuratively, obviously. <laughs> we, we bite back because they're getting in the way. You know, just like a dog, right? You, you, you try to take something from the dog that the dog finds is possessing. Then you can get bit. Well, guess what? The Roman Catholic Church was established by Christ to get in the way of our selfishness and sin. So it shouldn't surprise us when the media is attacking the church, the Bride of Christ. Again, abortion, gay marriage, contraception, all self-serving. They do not serve God. They do not serve helping the humanity become the best versions of themselves. Marriage and sexuality are designed by God with a specific purpose to serve His plan for humanity, which is ultimately to help us all get to heaven. You don't get to heaven by making up your own rules. You don't win a football game by making up your own rules. You win by following the rules of the game. You win the gift of heaven by following Christ. And so, again, the road that leads to life is narrow. Few find it. The road that leads to destruction is wide, and and many follow and choose it. My brothers and sisters, we are on a journey. We are on a path, and we need to start Um, seeking the Lord more intensely. This is why fasting is important. We pray and fast. We don't just pray, but we pray and fast. Use um, some form of fasting to introduce a little bit of self-discipline and denial into your life. Um, It might mean drink water during the day rather than soda or juice. It might mean don't put salt and pepper on your food. It might mean don't eat after a certain time. It might mean exercising more. These are forms of fasting that, that, that exercise your will to make choices for the kingdom of God rather than for yourself. And so, actually, you know, my own personal experience has been that there is much more pleasure and joy um, involved in when, we, when I'm ordering my desires and passions to the greater good which ultimately is authentic love. And and this is where I find the greatest amount of freedom, um, the freedom in my life. Um, for freedom, Christ set us free, right? So so Christ set me free so that I could experience freedom. Freedom from being um, enslaved to my belly, enslaved to my, my passions, enslaved to my ideas. The Lord wants to set us free. He wants our human nature to reach its fullest potential to become saints. So the nature of love is, again, to give and spend ourselves in what is in the best interest of others. That's heaven, that's freedom, that's living. Again, thank you for um, taking this little bit of time to reflect with me. Hopefully this helps you to grow in your in your interior life. Um, take time to pray. Take time to fast a few times a week. Our Blessed Mother asks on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, and may God bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, man of God that you are, pray for us. Holy Mother Mary, pray for us. Guardian Angels, pray for us. www.weddingfeastofthelam.com God bless you and talk to you soon.